Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to 929, a podcast from Fiverr.com with me, Ishan Akbar. You should know the deal by now. You select a spare 9 minutes and 29 seconds of your time, and we may line a business tip from a leading expert straight into your ears. Today, I'll be speaking to Richard Browning, founder of Gravity Industries. Now, what could a company called Gravity be making? I'll give you a clue. Here's me watching one of their promotional videos for the first time. Wow, he's faster than a ship. It looks like these weird hair dryers on your arms. They're very mobile, just going across the sea. That must be an amazing experience. Just flown over a car. He's up by some cliffs. He's going into a stadium. What a way to travel. Yep, that's right, everybody. Richard Browning makes jet suits. To clarify, that's jet suits that give humans the ability to fly. But what do you do with a technology this epic? So to you, Richard, what is your business? Because to me, a jet suit could be anything. It could be used for transport. It could be used for entertainment. Uh, it could be used for escaping awkward conversations. Uh, so where we stand at the moment, three and a bit years in, it is actually about entertainment, inspiration and niche mobility. There's a billion questions you could ask a man who makes humans fly for a living. And we're on the clock, so let's get on with it. So Richard, what are you going to talk to us about today? Um, how you can make failure recoverable on the pathway to achieving, I suppose, innovative breakthroughs. Make failure recoverable. Okay, I know what failure is. What do you mean by a recoverable failure? I'm going to describe this from the perspective, the slightly unusual perspective of uh, 16 years as, a, as an oil trader within BP. Um, I spent quite a bit of time in the military alongside that as a Royal Marines reservist. And then this last five years running and setting up and running Gravity as a jet suit business, which is not your normal kind of activity. So in other words, I, I'm pretty restless and I love taking on unusual, interesting challenges, many of which are signposted as ludicrous, ridiculous, impossible. You know, you really shouldn't bother. Um, and so the key learning from all of this was that You've got to take risk, uh, but if you can't do that in a way that gives you every chance of getting back up again from each one of those knockbacks, you can't get to the ultimate kind of mountaintop that you strive for with each of your challenges. Right. So tell us a bit about your jet suit business, because this is the stuff that I used to watch as a child on the Jetsons. Tell us more about this business of yours. I had this idea for no logical reason other than the pure joy of the challenge. I thought, could you not reimagine human flight? So over 2016, uh, went through this pretty raw, authentic uh, kind of learning journey. Uh, and uh, to my slight surprise, arrived only eight months later as something that actually flew. And I mean, to people that haven't seen this, this is essentially at the back in those days, it was a little micro jet engine the size of a coffee jar strapped to the back of each lower limb. Uh, and then two either side of each arm. And crazily enough, with that near 1,000 horsepower of jet thrust, you could elegantly lift off and drift around. 
Um, I, I wasn't inspired by the Iron Man film, but it, I, I can't deny it started to increasingly look like that as I went along the journey. <laughs> um, and actually, as a side note, we had the uh, CGI team from the original Iron Man 1 film actually approach us uh, not long after we launched and delight in the fact that what we'd actually gone and done was so close to what they had envisaged, obviously, make-believe in the film, which is very flattering and really fun. The range of experiences you've described in terms of working as an oil trader, um, being a reservist, and now this jet suit business, it seems like you have a predisposition to risk. Would you say that's fair? Do you know what, despite what people would see from the outside? No, I, I don't think so. No, it, it's, a, it's a measured calculation every time. I mean, I think in modern language, the idea of a risk taker is somebody who is sort of gambling with risk. I'm not that person at all. Um, so I think it's just about trying to work out what does that risk really mean? Does it mean you potentially go to jail because you've tried something you shouldn't have? Does it yeah. mean you run out of money and you can't have another roll of the dice? Or does it mean you hurt yourself? Those are the three, <laughs> those are yeah. the three sense checks. So yes, on the face of it, we do a bunch of miraculous, amazing breakthrough things that genuinely, you know, shouldn't have been possible and are heralded all over the place. Um, but underneath yes. it all, I'm extremely grounded and extremely aware of all the things that behind the scenes have to go right to pull these things off. What's fascinating about you is you seem to be this wonderful mix of being an adrenaline junkie, you're an innovator, but you're also quite sensible. You ask good questions about the safety of what it is you're doing. Where did this come from? How did you get to this point? Um, I mean, jumping straight to the kind of <laughs> the hardcore reality of it. Unfortunately, I lost my innovative, entrepreneurial, wonderful maverick of a father who took his own life when I was 15 because he had gone down one of these, you know, give up the day job, pursue a dream. It was all around bicycle suspension, unusually at the time. Mm. Um, it was a brilliant idea. He'd engineered it to perfection. It was marvelous. But any one of the myriad of other challenges that anybody listening to this who runs their own business will be all too painfully familiar with, everything from marketing to branding to how you legally manage a business to how you manage your relationship with suppliers and distributors. And I mean, there's just an endless sea of things beyond the original nugget of the idea that mm. can catch you out. And sadly, the environment he was operating in back then was a tough one. And so I, I grew up around this, you know, everything's going to be brilliant. It's going to be a major success and sort of became addicted to the excitement, the adrenaline in the air, if you like, around, wow, this innovative breakthrough journey no one's ever done before. And then I saw what happens when you don't make that risk mm. recoverable. I mean, you know, the, the, the mother of all, le le you know, learnings in that way. Well, I'm really sorry that that's the way you had to learn the lesson, but I commend you for being able to get some wisdom from that. In terms of kind of the practical steps that you have now put in place to assess what you consider a recoverable risk. You know, managing risk or identifying risk is hard enough as it is anyway. And now you want us to go an extra layer and say, well, make sure that that risk is recoverable. Do you have any particular tips on how to do that? It's got to be this point around not hiding behind process or, or hierarchy or assumptions or, you know, the textbook. It's about properly wholeheartedly owning the domain you're in, understanding every detail of it. You know, if something doesn't, doesn't sound right, look right, even smell right in what we do, me and my inner team will know that we've had multiple times where we've looked at something and gone, hang on a minute, I can't tell why, but that doesn't look right. Let's recheck it again. And you go and check it again. And you know what? You often find that something that we've never seen before that wouldn't have ever been in a manual has, has happened. But because of that sort of intimate curiosity, it's like a sort of veteran, you know, special forces soldier. You know, they get a funny feeling about, you know, patrolling down a valley. They don't even know why. They'll just go around another route. And then next week, another patrol goes through and gets blown up by some mines. Yeah. So, so to answer your question, it's exceptionally hard to write 
write a bunch of guidance around it. It's more of a mindset and a philosophy. You know, step up and 100% own like your life seriously depends on it rather than hide behind process and others and blame and all the other things that tends to creep out when you've got a large organization. For entrepreneurs now who are in the middle of this pandemic and you know, no one really knows, it's a very uncertain time, is now a good time to be taking risks? I mean, when, when you assess that risk, you need to think hard about whether the current circumstances and the current uncertainty particularly it is going to generate an even bigger challenge. On the other hand, you know, this is probably a once in a lifetime opportunity where a lot of the world's existing processes and commercial and, you know, entertainment behaviors and things have all been literally thrown up in the air. Pensioners are getting on Zoom. Fruit and veg sellers are setting up Facebook groups and tripling in size in in a month. I mean, our local one here has done that. There is so many things that previously would have taken a decade to have evolved have happened overnight, you know, so actually see all these as opportunities. This this is an amazing time to, to apply that creative mindset and get out there. Right then, Richard. So in terms of the overall lesson, which is taking recoverable risks, this is what I've learned. That if life gives you lemons, make jet suits. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure that's how the uh, how the analogy is supposed to work. I think I think your your outcome is supposed to be lemony related. But to to craft it around little, it, it's about simply you've got to take risk to innovate, and you've got to make that risk recoverable. Richard, it's been really great speaking to you. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Nine twenty nine is a Fiverr podcast. If this is the first episode you're hearing, I'd like to kindly point you toward our burgeoning back catalogue. There's advice on asking for help, keeping focused, coping with rejection, a whole toolkit of knowledge for budding entrepreneurs and business owners alike. And if you haven't already, please do subscribe as we've got more top tips arriving every Monday. But for now, time's up. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.